The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Commas Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. And to all of the United States listeners watching, watching, listening, um, happy Thanksgiving. This episode is going live on Thanksgiving, but today's episode is great. I chat with Erin Azar, who's actually been on the podcast like a year ago. You may know her as Mrs. Space Cadet on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. She's an icon. One of my favorite people on any of those platforms. She self-titles herself as a struggle runner. She just ran the Chicago Marathon, did some incredible post-race interviews at the New York City Marathon and Elite 5K. Anyways, this was one of my favorite episodes in a long time, so I hope you guys enjoy being a little bit of a fly on the wall. Let's get into it. Okay, Aaron, back on the podcast. I'm so excited to chat. It's been, I think, over a year now, and a lot has changed, I feel like, for both of us, but definitely for you. I don't know. You've been leveling up. Every time I see you, I'm like, sheesh, you've like took on some new project, and it's so cool. So I'm excited to chat. Well, thanks for having me back. Has it really been over a year? Yeah, I think we chatted. I think I was looking, and it's oh we chatted in October of last year. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I mean, we see each other every day on social media, so I feel like we it's been it hasn't been that long. Yeah, the last year's <laughs> also been like kind of, kind of a blur. I feel like it went by so fast. I'm kind of disturbed that it's literally almost 2023 now. So yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so relatable. Like I forget what I did last year. I know it was a lot, but I think I I like blacked out or something. Same. <laughs> I feel like yeah. it was just January first. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, 2022 is gonna be my year yeah what um, happened yeah exactly um okay well to start off if people don't know who you are who which yeah. I feel like anyone who listens to this probably already does but do you want to introduce yourself yeah um, give us a little bit of a, a summary of what you're about yeah I'll give a I'll I'll give you a quick uh rundown my name's Aaron Azar I'm a running content creator which is hilarious to say um <laughs> I live in Pennsylvania I have three kids a husband who begrudgingly film some of my videos and it's funny to say I'm a running content creator because I always hated running and I was never a runner so saying that just like I don't know I just have to laugh at it um but anyway so I became that because I started running a few years ago like right before the pandemic and then um I just was trying to find some running friends posted on TikTok 
you know how that goes just like <laughs> anything random can go viral so that's what happened and I've been riding that wave since and just having fun yeah I feel like you're you're not giving yourself enough credit though you say everything goes everything can go viral on TikTok but I feel like you put in the consistent effort to make your presence known on that app and other apps too. yeah like you really built a really cool brand across yeah, all platforms I, which is hard to do yeah I mean holy moly I I have, um, I should give myself more credit. I think when I posted it and it went viral, I was like, oh, okay, that was easy. Yeah. But no, I did put in work to um, like consistently um, build a community there. Then like slowly went over to Instagram once you didn't have to post just photos. And now I slowly like infiltrated YouTube a little bit more, which um, you're big on YouTube. And it's hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Do you oh, do it's your much own, harder than TikTok? Like, you do your own filming and stuff. And I'm assuming you edit. And yeah, it's just a lot. Yeah. I actually literally last week just got a YouTube editor for the first time. So it will probably Good. change the game for me. But yeah, for the last, what is it? Almost five, five years, I've been editing myself, which is painful because I'm not a good editor like I'm, I'm not it's not either. my passion yeah. I'm slow and then it yeah it's oh my gosh it's like painstaking yeah it was so funny though the other day I was I was look, looking at my YouTube uh studio page which is kind of like your analytics page whatever and it says like what your most recent subscriber like who your most recent subscribers are if they're like public I don't really even know but your name was on there and I was like oh, oh thank you for subscribing to my YouTube channel yeah I can't believe that I wasn't because I remember seeing your YouTube videos last year or maybe it's because I wasn't like as active on YouTube so I'm yeah. like no one's gonna care if I follow them yeah <laughs> but now I feel like I post more so I watch more yeah. and so I was like really meticulous about following like specific type of people that I want to show up on my homepage because a big reason I wasn't watching YouTube is I would open it and I'm like, ugh, this is, I don't want to see any of this. <laughs> but like now that I followed specific um, people and topics, I'm like, oh, this is, it's kind of like TikTok. Like, you know, you're going to see something you like when you open it. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm like really particular with honestly anyone I follow. Like I, yeah. I have to like want to see their content or else maybe I'm ruthless. I don't know. I unfollow them. It's no hard feelings, whatever right. I end up unfollowing, but it's like, I want to see exactly what I want to watch. <laughs> like every time I open up any of my apps. Yeah. So well, I'm, I'm glad I made the cut. Yeah. You, you <laughs> made the cut. Yeah. It makes me sound like really annoying. And no, I think but... you're just curating your feed, which is really important. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, I think like, literally a year ago I don't were you doing this full-time I think you were thinking about or like trying uh, to make it a full-time job but now I'm assuming that it is the full-time job yeah I'm trying to think um last year I think for me it was full-time yes actually it was because I remember when I ran the New York City Marathon um before that I was freaking out a bit about doing this full-time because I'm like this is super risky and, you know, we have kids. And, and then I like quickly snapped out of that though, because New York city marathon, I saw people in real life and we were all like crying together. And I'm like, wait, these people are real. 
real people are watching this. Like this community is real. And like, I don't know why, but everything before that was abstract and hypothetical. And which made me not feel confident doing like for an income and things like that. And then that changed it for me. And also just the idea of uh, when people, when I started this, people were like, oh, well, you know, that could go away overnight. And that really messed with me. And then I, I'm like, oh, you know what? So could your job in accounting at that place. Or so could your job at whatever, like companies close. I was working for a start, a medical device startup. And what does every startup do? They sell to a bigger company and then you lose your job. So I think once I put those things into perspective, I'm like, I could, what's the, it's no bigger risk than like taking a job that I had. Yeah. How do you, I like, I wonder if my followers even care about like the business side of stuff. Mm -hmm. I always come on here and like, when I talk to other creators, like I'm very curious because yeah. obviously I am one. And I feel like people are curious because they like the creator episodes. Cause I feel like it's just, I don't know, more insight, but mm -hmm. I guess like, how did you, when you quit your job, how did you like start structuring your days? Well, I, I mean, before I quit, I was already working from home for that company, like before it was in for COVID. <laughs> yeah. Before, before it was trendy. Before it was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was already working from home. So I already had a bit of a struggle structuring my day, but <laughs> it really went with, I mean, the kids schedules really. So when someone had to go to school or get dropped off somewhere or um I would just kind of work around when they weren't home um I don't like to show the kids in videos and plus if I'm just trying to film a video they're so loud so any like filming I had to do I would make sure that was done um when they weren't there and then editing was kind of like all over the place. So it was really just like piecing things together all throughout the day and doing a lot of work um, when they went to sleep. So I would like just not sleep because <laughs> I would be up trying to cram a bunch of stuff in. Um, so yeah, there wasn't really a structure. Now I have a bit more structure because I've been doing it longer and I see what works and what doesn't. And um, I'm not as spread thin as I was, I feel like. But to like get it up and running, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Especially doing it like full time because then it's like way more negotiations, like mm -hmm. email time. And then, I mean, yeah, also just getting started and diversifying the platforms. Mm -hmm. You're trying to do that all at once. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I think I did a, I did a really um, good job of just doing it like progressively where I didn't overload myself. Then it got to mm -hmm. a point this year, I think, where I was like, I'm doing too much. I need to cut back. But like, yeah, I can't even imagine, especially right now, because I feel like a lot of people want to be content creators and influencers. So then it's like the pressure to be on every platform is so heavy. Mm -hmm. But a couple of years ago, it wasn't really like that. It was like if you were on YouTube, like maybe you were on Instagram and that was fine. But like mm -hmm. now it's like you need to have presence on all the platforms and it's a lot. So, yeah, it. I mean, I just started on um, TikTok and then I I slowly like dabbled in Instagram and I didn't really start on Instagram until they brought reels on because I'm like I'm sorry I'm I don't know what to do in a picture <laughs> why do people want to look at a picture I don't know um I like looking at pictures but not of myself that's so funny that you say that because when reels came on Instagram I'm like 
throwing my hands up. Like I'm throwing in the towel. You're good at video though. I mean, I can do some reels every once in a while, but like short form content is just not my cup of tea. Like I'm just Mm -hmm. not, I like love oversharing. Like I need to give a full story. I can't give a minute long clip. Like I must give you like a five minute long clip on every single like little detail. Yeah. So I think that's why I like, like YouTube more is because you just get more of a story, but, and that's Mm -hmm. why I struggle with reels too, because TikTok, honestly, I feel like you can sometimes even do stories that are like, I don't know, three minutes long, but reels, it's like, you gotta get to the point. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Cause it's just like swipe, swipe, swipe. I, it's funny. I think that's why I started to like posting to YouTube more recently because of that. Like I can't get it all out. And but I, I didn't think people really cared what I was saying before, but now after like years, I have such bad imposter syndrome. So it you and me took, both. <laughs> yeah. It, it took like years of people saying like, can you do more like longer videos? Can you, do you post on YouTube? Blah, blah, blah. Till I finally was like, maybe someone does want to watch it. And then I, I'm like, but once I started posting on YouTube, I'm like, I like this. I can say whatever I want. And if someone doesn't want to watch it, they don't have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just a good, like, it, it also, it's like a core audience, I feel like, because if someone's going to sit there and watch you talk for 10 minutes or do like live <laughs> your life. That's so minutes, true. Yeah. It's like, yeah. they're going to, they're real ones, you know? <laughs> that is such, that's such a good point. And I, I do, I shouldn't like value co- like some comments over others, but in terms of value, it's like YouTube. Cause like you said, they are they are sitting through that whatever I'm doing <laughs> sitting through that makes it sound like it's like a huge chore. torture yeah. yeah and then it's Instagram because I feel like that's more personal yeah and then it's TikTok because TikTok's just wild it's like wild wild west and I don't know where where the comments are coming from they change the platform all the time where are the notifications so yeah it's wild. yeah I mean social media is just the wild west I will say I okay it was what was it last week or was it I don't even know two weeks ago whenever you were doing the post-race interviews yeah I was obsessed with those because I think I commented on one of your Instagrams and I was like or maybe it was a TikTok I was like oh my gosh my worlds are colliding because yeah you like I remember when we were talking last year you don't really know that much about the elite running world yeah so it was funny seeing that those post-race interviews because I knew every single person that you interviewed and I was like oh my goodness like I love this. Yeah, that's that was one of the I mean, I was excited to talk to you about a lot of reasons, but that was one of them because you post like your videos are very relatable to me just because like your sense of humor and everything. But you were also or you are an athlete and you know all those people and you know how they train and because you've done everything. So, yeah, it it was just um it was a really surreal thing because all of that came out of USATF just like commenting on a TikTok. And I was like, Hey, can I be a water girl? Like I was just in a way joking, but I also thought it would be funny if I could just like hand out water somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what, how they hydrate. Do they in a 5k? <laughs> I actually don't know. No, not most of the time. You're okay. not taking water cups. If you're I elite. would, I'd be like two miles in. It's already 20 some minutes. Like, give me a bottle of water. Um, but yeah, so they took it like five steps further and had me hold the finish line, which was scary, and then um do the interviews, which was I would say even scarier to me 
you yeah. would be like so comfortable because you either you know them or you know what it's like to be someone like that so I mean I would be very comfortable in that setting where I know people but I would be mm -hmm. more uncomfortable with like a general population interview where I was just going up to random people but the fact that I know people makes it way more like I actually used to do that a lot of, um I was in the media tent after a lot of different like track meets oh, and so okay. I was like interviewing people like that maybe like less so at what you were doing where it's like very one-on-one -on -one and kind of like comedy was more just like regular interview style but it was yeah yeah it was like all people I knew so and I loved it so doing yeah. what seeing what you were doing I was like oh my god like that is just so funny and I feel like that's perfect for you though too even if it does get you out of your comfort zone like mm -hmm. it was just so funny to watch yeah I I just felt like when I when I watched um let's see what would it oh no you know what it was more Twitter Twitter is so scary to me running Twitter like oh, running. I am oh. so scared to post anything um even like a joke because people are gonna think it's serious and just come at me I when I'm I'm not like a Twitter huge Twitter person I just like like to see funny things but I'm heavy in the running Twitter like I follow a bunch mm -hmm. of running Twitter and all I do is sit back and eat my popcorn yeah and they fight with each so other much drama with like I would say the specifically like 30 to 50 year old um community oh, yeah. on Twitter on running Twitter is like mm -hmm. people are going at it every day about some topic something and it is so funny to watch they're always complaining <laughs> yeah and so one of the things back in I guess it was July for the world champs they a bunch of people of course the number one complaint all with every event is commentating whoever commentated <laughs> Um, someone has to say they did a bad job. Yes. If they don't oh. say they did a bad job, where is everybody? <laughs> because of course they did a bad job. Um, and then they'll list reasons why they did the bad job. No, okay, wait, wait. Uh, I want to interrupt you really quick because okay. I will, I also agree with that where there has to be a huge community. It, it doesn't matter if they ask for this person to commentate because once it actually happens, they're going to complain about it. Right. But then I, I really want people to put themselves in a position of commentating one time in their life. Yes. I've done it before. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. I could I never. commentated a 10 K mm -hmm. once. And it was like literally all just like people from one team. And imagine having to entertain an audience of thousands of people while people are running the same exact pace for 36 laps or whatever the 10k is i'm yeah. like you tried to do that yeah. and then let me know what you think and so that also, was my and also don't mess up and also don't mess up someone's name and also make sure you show the people that all these specific random people want to see and just make an individualized commentary for every viewer like that and then you can be good it's so weird yeah so so that that's always a complaint but the other one was about the empty seats in the stadiums <laughs> and I remember trying to get tickets because I'm like oh that would kind of be like a cool place to learn and like make content and because my audience also doesn't know about track and stuff like that so I kind of wanted those worlds to collide a bit but just on my own terms like I'll go yeah. get a ticket um I'll film stuff and ask people questions like you know in the crowd or whatever and they were so expensive I mean the flight itself was astronomical and then the tickets 
it's not even for a day. It was for like a morning was hundreds of dollars. Mm -hmm. One morning of one day, the event is like seven days. Um, so of course there's going to be empty seats, but also, um, there did seem to be empty seats and things like that, like low, I don't know, turnout of people just caring about track things. And so I kind of started to wonder like, why is that? And, um, I don't know, kind of like dive deeper into it. And I'm like, okay, I have hundreds of thousands of people that watch my videos, sometimes millions, like, wouldn't it be cool to show a different side of track and then maybe get people that never ran track before still interested? Like people watch football and baseball and stuff, but they've never played, but they're interested in the players themselves and stories and um, things like that. And I feel like doing these interviews was was almost like a good intro to that because I didn't ask things that like NBC is asking like when Abdi uh, ran away from the finish line, I watched other interviews that asked him like after that race and they were like, why did you do that? And, and I was like, that is so mean. I could it's not. not it's so mean. It's just like so boring and it's so standard where it's like, <laughs> right. you're going to get the same answer every single time. Yeah. Like I want, you know, do an uh, interpretive dance with me about how your race felt. Let's talk about like food. Let's talk about let me make fun of your 5k time, even though I don't know if it's fast or slow. Um, and like, so my audience thinks that's funny. And then them being able to see the athletes also have a good sense of humor about it. Um, and also Abdi, like not, not running the right way. That's so human that I feel like that's a big missing component with pro athletes. Like I look at them as not human. Even if I see them in person, I'm like, wow, that's interesting um, creature over there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, it is so funny that you say that because anyone that's been watching my videos for a long time or even listens to this podcast, that's literally the reason why they used to watch. Because I haven't really done an interview video in a long time where I would like go to attract me and interview people. But that was the exact reason why they watched the, and enjoyed my videos is because it gave them a different perspective than someone that's asking them, so how'd the race feel? You know, or just right. like, why'd you make this move? Like snooze, you answer that question 4,500 times. Like no one, I don't know. It's so nice to be able to see the human aspect of these professional athletes. And I had the upper hand in a lot of situations because I was friends with them. So it's like automatically on camera, they're going to be more comfortable. Yeah. Um, and with this podcast too, where it's like, yeah, I mean, I asked them about running and their background and stuff, but I feel like it's still just a different perspective than people normally get, but yeah, you're taking it to another level because your audience is a lot of more general runners and my audience still is kind of in the elite world. Like maybe I have yeah. people now that's, they're not as elite like me, you know, more mm -hmm. like, I don't know, just casual runners, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're doing what I feel like I, especially a couple of years ago was doing, but you have a way bigger reach than I did because I was still kind of in the elite world. Um, right. Right. But it's yeah, so, he... it's so important. It really is because especially a couple of years ago when I was doing all this before COVID, one of my main goals with my like channels and my Instagram accounts was to like help grow the sport of track and field because it, there is definitely potential there. Like the athletes are all really cool, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool to see someone with like your reach doing it now. Especially Dude, let's combine it, yeah. forces. Dude, this is what I was thinking when I was watching those interviews. I was like, 
you and I need to go somewhere and like genuinely, no, seriously no seriously we need to make something happen because I feel like it would be so funny and perfect I've been wanting to do something with you forever and I saw um I think you were in New York City for a run I don't know if it was like a like a sponsored event or something but you weren't there long and I know you, you live in like San Diego right yeah that's where I live now yeah yeah, I wish I had that weather, but I will never be in San Diego. Probably. I don't know. I'm on the other side of the country, but I remember thinking like, oh man, I wish because once sometimes we are in New York City and I'm like, oh, I wish I could have met Emma and we could have like filmed a funny video. But dude, if we collabed, like did an actual like series together in in that style, because you come from the track world and I come from the absolutely not track world and we could be we could make a good team dude i'm saying we should make this happen yeah. my schedule is free so we oh should actually God. do it i feel like it'd be perfect i mean now now it kind of sucks because i feel like marathon season's over but yeah we can, we can well, find other things what do what do they do next run inside yeah they're running inside in those big uh domes you know around a track yeah that could be funny i think that's funny in itself yeah and then you can also then there's like the track people so it's not just like distance runners like you're getting the sprinters and they've yeah. got personality the sprinters have a lot of yeah, personality. i think you have you have to to yeah. do that um especially like jumping over hurdles <laughs> i mean you can't you have to have a sense of humor yeah exactly okay we'll make something happen because i was literally yes. thinking about that that's literally in my notes right now i was like we need to collab sometime i don't know yes, what on. yeah i'm gonna brainstorm because there's i i feel like it's a missed opportunity if we don't and you need to i'm gonna go back are those on your youtube like if i would go back yeah I it's just them? like okay. yeah there's like some from pre-classic which is a huge track me like u.s championships they're all in 2019 so you can mm -hmm. go take a look but there's mm -hmm. It's long okay. form. It's long form content. It's not TikTok style, well, you, you, but you could cut it. Yeah, cut it into yeah. <laughs> you can cut it. You can always cut yeah. It. <laughs> um, yeah. One of the one of my favorites was uh, the mullet guy, Craig Ingalls. Yeah, uh, dude. Like this is how small the world is. Craig um dated my roommate for like two years. No way. Um, yeah. So like Craig is in my like Portland friend group. So I saw him literally every day for like two years he's um he's very quick on his feet i mean yeah, like very no, pu no pun intended it was yeah i just meant like he thinks fast yeah he is very witty so faster i think like that was me. perfect it was faster than me so i had a little like he'd say <laughs> something and i just had a blank stare because i'm like wait what how i wasn't expecting that answer <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't expecting this wit i went right he to recalibrate yeah Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by none other than Koros, aka my favorite GPS watch ever, the Pace 2. If you guys watched my triathlon video I did not that long ago, I was absolutely rocking with the Pace 2, as I am on every single workout I go on, because it has basically every mode that you would ever ask for, like swimming, biking, indoor cycling, walking. It even has a triathlon mode. Any setting you would basically ever need is on the watch. I know a lot of people that are looking to upgrade from, you know, their 
basic watch to a GPS watch, and the Koros Pace 2 is the perfect option. It's super easy to use, very straightforward, beginner friendly. I'm definitely not a tech wizard, so the fact that I can use this watch really easily and the app just proves how simple it truly is. All you have to do is press two buttons and then you're off and running, and syncing from the watch to the app and then to like Strava is automatic, making your life super easy so that you can share your amazing runs and workouts with your friends right off the bat. I know I talk about it a lot, but the battery life, you guys, it's probably my favorite thing about the watch because I'm a forgetful person and I forget my charger everywhere. I forget where I put my charger. So the fact that I don't have to worry about charging my watch that often is incredible because the Pace 2 seriously lasts for like a week straight. I don't even know how they do it. The watch is also really lightweight, so I never feel it when I'm like running or working out. I even swam with it the other day in the choppiest waves ever in the ocean. I couldn't even feel the watch on my wrist. And since this episode is going live on Thanksgiving, that means it's basically time to get your holiday shopping in. So I feel like this is the perfect gift. Plus, if you go to koros.com and use the code coldbrew, you get a free accessory with a watch purchase. So say you're getting someone the Pace 2, you can also get an accessory like a band, a charger, or a piece of apparel for free. You just add it to the cart before checking out and you apply the code coldbrew and you get the accessory for free. Linked in the show notes, koros.com, use code coldbrew. Now let's get back into today's episode. Okay, well, I I wanna talk, cause you just ran the, well, maybe not just, but a month ago, Chicago. Yeah. Um, That was the big event, I feel like on your calendar mm-hmm. this fall. How yeah. was that experience? It was good. I mean, compared to New York City, in terms of ease of everything, Chicago was amazing. Like, you just walk to the start line, and then the finish line's the same place. And, like, bib pickup, it was just like, go get your little number, walk over to that number, and go get it at that number. And it was like, I mean, everything was so simple which I like I'm a very simple person (laughs) and New York City that was my first ever race like ever you know uh in-person marathon and so I didn't have anything to compare it to but I remember thinking this just getting to the start line is a marathon and how am I going to run a marathon like I was starving when I got to the start line (laughs) oh gosh that's the worst feeling ever before a marathon yeah, I was I remember just like looking I'm I tried eating just a stale bagel that someone grabbed off of a table mm. and with not like no cream cheese, but I was so hungry that um yeah, I was just desperate because I ate so early in the morning. Uh and then by the time I got there, I was like, Well Where that's... where does uh New York start? Which borough? That is uh Staten Island. Oh, okay. So we had yeah, to take... makes, makes yeah I took an uber to the ferry station then the ferry to the bus line then the bus to the start line then it's not even the start line it's just like the village and then you have to walk to whatever like your corral then you have to walk another mile to the starting line it makes you wonder how many how all of those people get to the start line uh, there have to be some missing yeah (laughs) and not because they just couldn't finish it they just never made it there (laughs) um but that yeah so Chicago I just loved it for the scent like just the ease of everything and I actually I was not feeling it that morning I'm like I don't want to do this whatsoever (laughs) and also the last few weeks of actually the whole summer of marathon training I was so over it and I hated everything and it was so hot and humid. I didn't have one good run all summer. And I was really like, why did I do this one? Because 
the first one I ran was virtual just to like show myself I could do it um because everything was canceled and then the second one New York City I was like well I just want the experience of doing an in-person marathon and then I'm thinking like why did I do this Chicago one I do want to do the six star thing maybe um so I think that was a little motivation but why didn't I just take a year and not do that yeah um so I did I just wasn't and you could see in all my videos I'm miserable um I found humor in it but I was still openly miserable and so even that morning I'm like I just don't even want to deal with it like I know <laughs> the pain that's gonna come you wake up like <laughs> I don't want to deal with this today running 26.2 right. miles and I just knew like I just knew how long I would be out there I knew like I knew it would be at least five hours and it was gonna start hurting probably around mile 10 and blah 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 like I know the drill and I actually felt it was difficult in the beginning and then between mile I would say like five and 22 I felt so good like yeah yeah it was I was picking up my pace I made sure I got like I I was running through the water stations because I learned that you just like squeeze the cup and then it doesn't slosh all over you yeah I didn't know that before and um I was just having a great time I was running with people here and there but then around mile 24 25 I thought that I hurt my hip and I was on TikTok live when this happened. I was like running and I'm like, I'm going to go live because I'm like by myself. It's like this really quiet section. No one was out there and I was getting bored and I was kind of getting tired, but I knew I was almost done. So I'm like, I'll just go live and, you know, entertain people. But within the first, like, I don't know, minute, I was just showing the course and all of a sudden my knee just like gave out. Right. Yeah. And my hip started hurting. I'm like, Oh, I think I hurt my hip. And so I was like, hang on, let me just pull over here and stretch real quick. And, uh, someone ran over and she's like, Oh my gosh, I love your videos. And like, I didn't even say hi. I just like held onto her shoulder. I'm like, hang on. I just got to stretch. So Dude, I'm like, the chaos of this moment is stressing me out. The fact that <laughs> probably thousands of people are watching you your hip is hurting and a fan is coming up (laughs) I didn't even think that it was stressful I was like this is like really on brand and I wouldn't (laughs) think anything else would happen but this you know and because it was going too well that was the thing something's gonna happen to me yeah it was going way too well and and um then once I was like holding on to her and stretching my hip I saw the humor in that and I'm like, I am so sorry. Like, do you, thank you for stopping. And uh, I'm like, yeah, you want to say how to TikTok? But anyway, so then I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to try and run again. And it was like, not my, my leg. Cause I can deal with pain. I had, you know, three kids and two of them were 10 pounds <gasps> and you just go through a lot. Oh my god! And so when I'm feeling pain of any kind, I'm like, "Are you having contractions? No. Are you pushing a baby out? No. You're fine." But this was like pain, but it was my leg just wasn't. It was like flopping. Yeah. I don't know. And then, uh, so that kind of sucked because the last mile, 
mile and a half or so, I had to walk a lot of it. And I'm like, man, I had such good momentum. And now I have to do this. This sucks. Yeah. And uh, luckily it was the end of the race. But what came out of that was me finally realizing like, oh, okay, maybe I do have to do strength stuff. <laughs> because i was like oh, asking, it's just a brutal like, brutal realization when you're like, when you get injured and you're like oh man i guess this is why they say you need to do hip mobility drills i guess the millions of people in my comment sections over the years really were right oh i gotta admit it but like even the they had like uh this guy at the i raised money for team fox and they um, had this room afterward and you could get stretched or like ask questions and I said to the guy I was like yeah like right here and I was explaining he's like oh yeah your uh, IT band or this area and he's like you know it's probably just fatigue I'm like is that a polite way of saying weak and he's like well you know he was so nice and he's like well you know some get get that strength workout and I'm like yes it is weak I don't do strength work I just need validation like do I have to do it <laughs> tell me yes or no right so yeah I've been trying to do strength work now and it's I don't like it like no, someone not, make me like it yeah it's not fun I like I was that person in college that would skimp out on the strength stuff when I could which is not good I don't recommend anyone do that mm -hmm. Um, I'm just like type B, like, I just don't really like, I'm not a perfectionist. Same. So if I don't see that I like need it desperately, then I'm like, why am I doing this? You know, mm -hmm. and I would just head out the door, but yeah, I've had a hard time, especially like post-college. Cause I, I ran Chicago. It was the only marathon I ever did in 2019. Um, and to do any strength training, it was like pulling teeth. Cause then I didn't have my yeah. teammates to like hold me to it. You know, then it's just me on my own. And I'm like, do I need to do this? You know? Yeah, because the runs take long. Well, for me, they, they take so long. Yeah. And then I get home and then it's like, you want me to do a full body workout? No. Like, <laughs> I I did enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. My legs are tired. Right. You want me yeah. to tire them out more? And right. you have kids and stuff? Like, I can't even imagine. I have no yeah. excuse. That... <laughs> Well, everyone has an excuse, but yeah, I, I have three extra ones. So um, just fitting anything because the mom guilt of leaving the kids in general, like to do a long run on a Sunday when they aren't at school or anything and they just want to play is eats at you enough. And then to get home, be like, well, just wait. I have another hour. Mommy needs of, to do her clamshells once. Right, right. They're like, they have, they don't care. They don't care that you just ran a marathon and you're having trouble walking. They're like, um, let's go to the playground right now. And you are going to run all over these like climbing structures and play tag. Oh my gosh. This makes yeah. me nervous for my future. <laughs> <laughs> what do your kids think of your, um, like social media presence? They, well, they know what. I think it is now like my old my oldest is eight but they don't have like phones yet or anything yeah. like that and they also don't see social media I mean they watch YouTube videos but um I think like teachers at their school they <laughs> see the teachers run out and like are total fans oh my gosh they're getting fan behavior outside like let me get a pic yeah which is so funny trying to explain the first time that my he was then, I think, four. Um, my four-year-old, why someone at the shore um, jumped 
I say shore. You guys probably say beach. Yeah, I was like, what is shore? The yeah, shore. beach. That's such a Jersey thing. Um, <laughs> we were at the beach and he was riding his bike and I was running and someone jumped out of their car and they were like, oh my gosh, you know, can I get a picture and all this stuff? And then she, when we started going again, he was like, why? why did she do that and I was like I didn't know what to say so I was like I think she was really impressed by your bike riding skills there we and go he was so young he believed me and he just like looked up at me and rang his little bell like ching ching <laughs> and just like didn't ask anything else but yeah I think they just know I make videos and that's my job and people I have a lot of friends I don't know many friends that love yeah. you and need to take a picture with you yeah yeah Oh my gosh, that is so funny. I'm intrigued to see how like when they get older and then they do get phones and then come to realize that you're literally famous on the internet. Right. Well, who knows? I, what I mean, I hope, I hope they still think I'm funny. They do think I'm funny now, but I'm sure when they're older, they won't. But that's another reason I don't um, put them on like in my videos because of if they see them when they're older and they're like, why did you do that? It's embarrassing or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's really good. I feel like a lot of people monetize their kids um, mm, that's a big thing I see on social media lately like yeah people calling that out and stuff yeah it's so crazy like growing up and then like automatically when you're like 13 years old you have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands millions of followers and so yeah. you have no choice you have no choice in the matter to like be famous or not and you're automatically famous yeah because we're just now seeing these kids get older yeah well, because then you see child stars from like, I don't know, back in the 90s. Oh, like, gosh, that never ends well. Yeah, exactly. That's one's scary. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good, at least. Mm -hmm. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, okay, so back to back to the Chicago experience. Since mm -hmm. this is the only marathon I've ever run, you know, so I have I'm actually wearing my Chicago Marathon shirt. So Oh, nice. I thought that was some kind of like track team uh logo or, or something. <laughs> nope. Chicago 2019. There we go. Fancy. I had to rep it. Yeah. Um it's so funny cuz like I don't know why they put the course like that where literally miles like mm, 17 to 24 there's no one. Yeah. Um, so it's like the time where you're in the biggest hurt locker, it's barren and it's also extremely windy, at least the year I ran, where it was just like so mm -hmm. windy on that part of the course. I remember there was like people giving out uh tequila or like whiskey shots at mile 17, and then there was nothing until 24. And then that's where I started to hurt. Um yeah, thank goodness. you're just I sitting with that whiskey. That. Yeah. Well, I actually didn't I did not take the shots. <laughs> no, I was okay. looking and I was like, who would take a shot at mile 17? Yeah, but, I mean, I couldn't. I don't know. 
Yeah. And the, the day was for me, I, it felt too warm or too humid. I should say it was like 65 maybe or 67 toward the end. And I was just, I knew I was getting dehydrated. So that mm-hmm. didn't help anything either. Yeah. Well, why did you decide to run Chicago? Cause yeah, what good, was the main good question. Really good question. I, that's what I mean. That's what I was asking myself that the whole like second half of the training, I genuinely didn't know. I think it was because when I finished New York city, I had such bad post marathon blues. Like I, mm-hmm. I was severely not doing well. And I'm like, well, what would cure that signing up for another marathon to force myself to keep running? Cause I mean, I do, I will say running is what helps like so much of my mental health especially like anxiety or just like seasonal depression, anything, it's always running. And that's why I still do it, even though I don't like it a lot of the time. Um, But I'm like, well, if I sign up for a marathon, you have to run. You can't just go do the marathon and see what happens. You can't just fuck around and find out. Yeah, no, you're not going to do that. Yeah, you wouldn't like what you find out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But so I... I think that's why I signed up for it is just like, it'll keep me running. But I didn't, wasn't thinking of those last like couple months where it's so many hours running. And you also and, think, I feel like, because uh, I've felt that way many times in my life. Also like kind of with Chicago in 2019, it was like the same sort of thing where the first couple months I was like jazzed up and I was like, yeah, yeah. let's get it. And then the last yeah. months I like ended up moving to Portland. I was really distracted. And I was like, why am I doing this? And then I yeah. ended up on race day where I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. And it was the same sort of thing, but it's, I feel like I kind of thought that like things would fall into place and I would be like super mm. motivated at the end of the training. Mm-hmm. So then when it wasn't like that, then it like started to make me freak out and stuff. Um, Did it go well though? Like, was yeah, it I mean, okay? it went, it went fairly well. I mean, I feel like at the beginning I had really high hopes again, just coming from my elite background. Like I put so much pressure on myself every time I step up to a start line. Mm, yeah. Um, Can't relate. Like, yeah, the way <laughs> the way I executed the race was like I would say perfect for a first marathon because mm-hmm. I never died. Like I didn't bonk or whatever. I actually ran with Kelly Roberts. Um Oh my God, she ran 14 miles of it with me for her training. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, so she's funny. the best. Um she is. No, she like really helped me that day because we started out like pretty slow. Um, because if knowing me, like I just would have started from the gun. Cause I just don't know how to race a marathon. I had never done that in my life. Um, but what yeah, do you like, usually race? Like I was a miler in college and like, okay. yeah, the most I would run was a six K in cross country, which is literally four miles. So the longest run I had ever done before training was probably 12 miles. So this mm-hmm. is like a whole different ball game for me. Yeah. 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 But I executed it like very well on the day where I just went out really slow the first half. And then I just cut down the second half and I ended up running like 329 something, which was like, it was, wow. just, it was like just under eight minute pace. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that because my That's, training was, yeah, yeah, my training was not that great. And even looking back now, like I, I remember crossing the finish line and I was like, that was like, not that good. And now that I look back, I'm like, so, dude, the, I would <laughs> die if I ran that. Oh my God. Yeah. I think I just had like way too much pressure on myself to like do something crazy with that whole okay. experience. But looking back yeah. now, I was like, that was like a perfect first marathon. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but it was like, I also relate to the feeling of, you know, you finish something and then it's like, you lose all the structure and like motivation you have to like be working out, to be running, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just sign up for another race because 
you kind of want to mimic how you were feeling like I don't know going yeah. into the last one whatever mm-hmm. and I kind of had like that on a big scale when I quit running like when I I graduated early from Oregon um and I didn't take my last season of eligibility because I was like really burnt out but I've been running my entire life so then all of a sudden I'm left with this like identity crisis of okay what who am I if I don't have running whatever um, yeah and and Oregon's where like all the big wigs run right that's yeah. like the what it's known for yeah exactly so like all my teammates were going on basically to, to be professional runners people were like super motivated after college which also made me feel really guilty because I was like severely burnt out I felt like but mm-hmm. then I kind of like defaulted back to running even though I knew I needed to take a break but because I was just like feeling so lost I was like you know what let me maybe just like get back into running and stuff. And even the Chicago marathon, I feel like was probably a little bit too soon for me to start training again, Mm -hmm. um, which was even just like a year after college. But I think I needed more time, honestly, like for my mental sanity. Yeah. Um, But I think a lot of people relate to that where it's like, you just hop back into the next race because Mm -hmm. you like are, you feel lost almost. Did, so did you, are you still friends with those people that you got? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I what would you think I just cut off the friendships? Yeah, like maybe you did you they're making you feel bad. Oh no, I mean it wasn't them like personally like, attacking me. It's more so I actually have really had to like leave the running world to help keep me sane because mm-hmm. I it would make me feel guilty. Like going to a lot of these races and seeing people that I had competed against or mm-hmm. I don't know, like they were my teammates, whatever, still running and still running well. And meanwhile, I was here like bar- barely being able to run nine minute pace on my runs. Like mm-hmm. it made me feel really internally bad about myself, Um, even though I'm doing like other things with a like, career and stuff. Yeah. Like now, you know, not to feel bad, right? Yeah. Now yeah. I feel like because I have like forced myself out of that situation and also mm-hmm. really ingrained myself in like the general running community, not the super niche elite one. It's yeah. really helped my mental health. And even like following people like you or my friend Lydia. Um, I love Lydia. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. And it's been really refreshing because I'm like, there's people that enjoy running that it's not like so incredibly focused on times mm-hmm. and performance where it has genuinely really helped me. And it's like one of my main tips for people who are struggling with like burnout or motivation or whatever, or just like have confidence issues. I'm like, maybe like extract yourself from the elite running world and put yourself in like, the normal running population because it's just so different and it's really refreshing so it's way more fun yeah it is it's way more fun like even my Chicago experience I was like just being able to like, yeah. run with Kelly and we were like joking around and like being around <clears throat> these all these people like from random walks of life compared to like the elite starting line worlds different it's a I completely can't. different experience it's wild that you've done both so like you can see the opposite like totally different vibes and feelings standing on like each one yeah each start line exactly and it's like I want oh, it's just it's bad though because it's like when I'm on the general starting line whatever being surrounded having like such a great time I still feel guilty I still really? like I don't think that'll ever go away where I, because it was just ingrained into me for so long and I knew that like I mean I have I'm I'm not gonna lie I'm obviously like a naturally talented person just from my mm-hmm. upbringing whatever um yeah so I think that there's just always a part of me that like eats at me where I'm like, I could be so much faster and I'm not, Do even you, though I'm having fun. Like, I don't know. Right. Even though you're having fun, is there, is there like, do you still feel a pull to want to do that again? Or are you like definitely so over that, like being burnout and in that world or 
it, and it's just that you feel guilty or do you not want to ever do that again? I think I, I have to be real with myself and come to terms with the fact that I don't want to be like that elite again, because it sucked my personality away. Like yeah. I was good at running, but like, I was not nearly as funny or witty. Yeah. I feel like I was just more tired and like my hormones mm. were just kind of messed, messed up. So and just like the sacrifices I had to make to be really good. It's just like, you have to sacrifice a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, and I have to tell myself that like, every time I feel that way, I'm like, Emma, you like are really enjoying your life right now. Like, why do you feel so guilty? Because like, you've been in that situation. Like you don't want to do that right now. Yeah. That being said, like, I would love to get to a place where I'm like feeling good on my runs again and like mm-hmm. not struggling. Um, yeah. And I just have a hard time like finding balance. I'm a very all or nothing person. So I feel like now, especially like over the last year, I've really grown up a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe I am in a place to like find a better balance of like maybe somewhere in between where it's like, I don't need to sacrifice my entire life, but I would like to be a little bit better than where I am now where I'm just like feeling better and like being consistent in training and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It's like a weird position to be in. And I think a lot of like people that were as good as me, um, not like pro pro level, where the people that you were like interviewing, it's like, I wasn't at that top level, but I was like, just below it, where it's like, ah, you're not good enough to like make a lot of money being a professional, or make any money really. But then I don't know, what do you do after that, I guess, with running? It's interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, you found a career with running after it. That's more fun. Yeah, I mean, I think less I, I feel like it was just Yeah. And I credit, I don't know, I'm really glad like I went to Oregon, because I feel like it gave me this platform um like starting my youtube channel like it definitely helped and everything mm-hmm. and i think it was just honestly like timing more than anything else um it's been crazy though it's like i never would have expected for this to be my career but i am glad that i can like stay in the running world and i think you said something earlier like about being on your own terms like it's nice to just like do things on your own terms and i feel like i'm mm-hmm. in the running world on my own terms now which yeah is- oh that see i love that and then maybe like eventually where you're getting where you're getting to now is like starting to feel better on your runs and stuff. And then like a happy medium could be like setting, you know, a goal it what like time related. Cause that'll like give you that push maybe that you felt when you were always working to be better, but without all the like pressure of being pro. Exactly. Know? It's That's just really taking, cool. Yeah. It's just taken years, which I'm not a very patient person. Um, <laughs> But I like had to like, I, I had to do it. I don't know what else I would have done to like keep myself sane and like get me back yeah. to the place of being like normal. And I don't know. Um, what's your, what's your goal for like your, what you're doing now, like with your content and, and stuff. I mean, you have a food business too. Yeah. I have like a food Instagram and my own little food company um mm-hmm. stuff. The food stuff has kind of fallen off though. I've like, I haven't really been making that a priority. Um mm-hmm. Again, I think when I was like running uh, like at the elite level, like nutrition was just a huge part of it. And now it Mm -hmm. just hasn't been, um, Mm -hmm. which is not good, but I've just been distracted and I haven't been as motivated. Um, So that's like something I've kind of put on the back burner, but I don't really want to give it up yet because I don't know what the future has in store. Just like mentally, I'm kind of giving it up for now, but yeah. I don't really know. I've actually been, this year has been like a lot of reflection on what I'm doing like with my accounts and stuff and like what I want to do in the long run um and I don't really have any set goals which is not good it leaves me feeling lost a lot of the time Mm -hmm. um and 
I think I've just found like a really good sense of community here in San Diego where it's like, I want to build more community online too. Cause yeah. I feel like that's what gives me life. And like that, so yes. it brings, brings me fulfillment and I could definitely do a better job. Um, so I don't really know in the future, like what that's going to be. I want to get back on YouTube because that is like a really good way to foster community. I feel like, and just a better yeah. bond to people. Um, so that's like, that's why I got the YouTube editor and stuff. And like, I'm going to start documenting more so just like my general life. Yeah. Again. Um, I don't know though. I'm still kind of thinking about it. Um, but I'm curious, like, what about you? Because you're, I mean, you're not newer, but I feel like you're newer to like different platforms. Like what are your goals? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, for YouTube, I want to, um, I mean, it's important for me to not like post for the algorithm um, because for example, oh my gosh, here's a, the perfect example, actually. If I post a short review or any review um, of like a clothing item on TikTok, it will go viral mm -hmm. and it'll usually go viral on uh, Instagram. Now, if I post anything else on TikTok, it will not do well. But the power that you have, <laughs> that I have, is not caring because so if I want to post if strength training and showing people like it sucks but I'm doing it and then like maybe it'll help my running that series and that like potential growth personally is so important for me to show in my content so my mic is just slowly dropping I hope that oh no it sounds fine on my end okay <laughs> I just noticed it just slowly going down. I couldn't even tell okay and um yeah, so I'm glad that I have that perspective because I think my stuff, even YouTube, could easily just turn into like, oh, I do shorts reviews. And I mean, you could grow to like one of those people that has millions of followers and, you know, but I don't think I could do that long term. It's not meaningful. The community wouldn't be meaningful. And what would I what's the purpose there? Like it's entertaining and I could show people shorts, but I can do that in other ways too. And, you know, do those when I feel like it, not making my whole thing like that. So I think for me, my goal is to just like stay focused on what I want my content to be more series based because I'm like such a self-improvement junkie. You wouldn't know it because I'm very type B as well. <laughs> and I don't care about like I don't know being perfect in any way but I'm always I'm more interested in the mental like why am I like that why do I self-sabotage all the time why do I start like um doing something that makes me feel really good but then fall off like why do I let that why I do I do that, that to myself heavy <laughs> yes so I'm kind of on this like journey now in my content to explore that more but in an entertaining way because I I need to enjoy my videos like I need to laugh at the edit or I'm not posting it um so like even if it is kind of a serious thing of me you know trying to get stronger and figuring out these like weird mental things um I want to like get better you know over this these series and then like in an entertaining way that's like the goal of my content I feel like especially this year is 
doing that type of um, video in a series just to like show that growth over time, but just in my normal um, entertaining like style so that I enjoy watching it back as well. Um, I noticed that a big thing for me is when I started, um, I would follow these runners and they could say, you know, I used to be overweight or I used to be run a 16 minute mile or whatever, but they never showed themselves like that. And I'm only seeing them like looking really skinny and running a five minute mile. So the important, it's always been really important to me to show like where I'm at. So film from day one, even though it's really not the most fun to watch back um, and then just like take everyone with me. So um, yeah, just like entertaining self-improvement, I think is what I'm sticking to running is always going to be part of that because I need it or I'm going to like cry all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I like watching your stuff so much because I relate so heavily to all of what you just said, where it's like, mm -hmm. no one shows the day one, like, cause no yeah. one wants to document that. Like I, that's fair. I mean, it's, it's not hard. It's hard. Like who wants to show themselves the <laughs> day one? No one. I mean, I agree. It's painful. And I feel like now because I don't know. I've been on the internet for so long and it's just automatic. It's like, I've gotten over the mental aspect of like showing mm -hmm. myself in a place where I don't feel like I'm, I don't know, either feel that good, look that good. I'm running really slow, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I don't really care anymore, but it's taken years to like get over that mentally for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's why I, like people like watching your content. Maybe people relate to my content because of that. Cause it's really like, there's not that many people that are showing the overall journey of whatever that you're going through. Um, mm -hmm. And I think you do a really good job of that. And then it's also being a creator, it's very hard to not get drawn in by the numbers. Yeah. And it sounds like you have a really good head on your shoulders where it's like, you want to stick to the content that you want to make, not just because, and it's just so hard too, because money's involved too, obviously. Right, like, right. If you're making things that are going viral, like you're going to make a lot more money. Um, mm -hmm. But then in the long run, like you're really looking out for your future self, which is good because in the long yeah. run, if you're only making the viral content, you're it's just going to drain you if you're not actually making content that you want to make. Yeah, Lydia and I have talked so about that too, where it's just like, mm -hmm. it's just ho so hard to say no to the viral content. Um, yeah. It's just not sustainable. Yeah. Like, I feel like when a video does well, I, I put more value on that. If it's one that I really like making and I want to make more of, I'm like, Oh, I'm so relieved because that's what I'm going to be doing anyway. Yeah. Um, but when something goes viral and I know that's not going to be my content, I don't even pay attention if new followers came in because I, I they're going to leave when they realize like <laughs> I'm going to be crying in a cornfield in like the next five months. So <laughs> Like that's just what you're going to see. <laughs> yeah, I think honestly, kind of like I used to post these commentary videos on YouTube and they would do really well. And it got to a point where I was like, I'm over this. Like I can't keep posting the commentary videos, but I would do it because I was like, I need to post a video. And it's like, I know it'll do well. And I almost felt guilty after posting it. Cause I was like, I don't actually really want to do this. I know people yeah. listening to this are going to be like sad to hear this because they, everyone loves the videos, but it's like, it gets to a certain point where it's like, I'm overdone it. And I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. It would make me feel a little guilty, but yeah. Well, then you might be uh, inspired in the future to like, do, to do that again. But when you want to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's like, know. like with the short stuff, I'm like, all right, well, season's over. I'm done with that. Um, You know, maybe till like next year or something. But then USATF gave me those running 
underwear things. Yeah. I'm like, well, I have to do a shorts review. Like I, there's no question. Yeah. And, but it was, I mean, obviously wasn't like a real, hey, get these. But I was inspired to like do that again. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. When the time is right, you're going to do it. Yeah. So maybe for your commentary stuff, it'll be similar. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I also like what you said about, I don't know, it seems like we have kind of similar viewpoints. And it's like, I don't really care about going viral necessarily and having millions of subscribers and followers. Like if that happens, sure, I guess. Mm -hmm. But like in terms of goals also, like I just kind of like my little, like little niche I have now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe I am hard on myself if I'm like getting less views and stuff, whatever, because I'm like, I'm becoming irrelevant. But that being said, like, I really, in, I really feel content with my like little niche and like the little platforms I've built. Um, and I'm, I mean, I feel like I have to keep striving for more and more and more because that's what's going to keep me motivated. But um, I don't know. It's not like my main goal to be super duper famous or anything. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like sustaining what I'm doing now and sharing my life with people. Yeah. So that's kind of my main goal. And then just like seeing the process over time too. Like, I don't know. My my content well, has changed a lot since the Well, beginning. now I feel like you're going to go and like part some of the reason I asked as well is like you have an editor now. So yeah. that's going to all that time that you spent editing is now going to be freed up for you to really be free to like get creative and think what you want to post instead of just like, oh, shoot, I have to make a video. Yeah. So that's I just literally feel... the reason I got the editors because I was like, I, yeah. this is draining so much of my mental energy, even just thinking mm-hmm. about having to edit videos yeah. where I was like, how about we just, how about we like, finally, I could have done this years ago, to be honest, I <laughs> yeah. probably should have, but I was just dreading the process of like hiring someone and like finding yeah. someone and stuff and then having to figure out how to like send over footage and payment and all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, whatever. I was just dreading all of it, but I was like, yeah. I got to a point where I was like, Emma, if you want to be like, if you want to keep doing this for however long in the future, you need to outsource the editing because it's draining you and you don't even do it that much because yeah. of how, how much it drains you just thinking about it. So yeah, yeah I feel like your content, I love it already, but like in terms of YouTube, you're going to have like a burst of creativity and yeah. consistency, which is just going to like you're going to find a whole new audience. I feel like, cause yeah. your, your big core audience is I'm assuming from like the Oregon, like serious runner type yeah. people. Um, and you'll still keep them obviously because that's what you are, but then you'll have like this influx of new people. I don't know. I'm excited to, to watch your new videos. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I mean, I hope so. Cause yeah, I'm not like an Oregon elite runner anymore. So People will, Once an like, Oregon elite runner, always an Oregon <laughs> okay, elite Yeah, runner. but it's funny because like I feel like people still know me as that. And I'm just like, oh, man, like I just not that anymore. But I just need to do a better job of documenting, I think, on YouTube like that this next like part of my life, because I feel like it'll I don't know. I'm going to well, redefine I, myself. I feel like there's also more people that are like you who were serious runners yeah definitely then aren't anymore (laughs) compared to like serious you know professional runners so like that's a that's a niche right there of people that could find you that just got burnout or for some reason or another don't do that anymore but they still have that past and those feelings that you have and like on the start line of a non-elite uh pack or whatever and 
probably share the feelings. So I don't know. You could like be relatable to that whole group. I'm yeah. Sure. I mean, there's definitely potential. I just need to post on YouTube again. Title things. Yeah. Right. Titles and thumbnails. Titles and thumbnails. Titles. Yeah. Yeah. We'll <laughs> see. Wow. I feel like this has been like a therapy session for me. I feel like I've Same. talked for half the episode. <laughs> I but that's what I said to you in the email. I'm like, I have so many questions for you. <laughs> yeah. No, this is good. I feel like this will rejuvenate me. This will help me go on my run right now. You know? Oh, good. Yeah. Need a little I'm going to. I'm going to go train for um, my next race. Do you know what it is? No, I was going to ask, like, what is next? My first ever turkey trot. Oh, wait, that's yeah. coming in extremely hot. Yeah, so I hopefully can still run three miles. We'll see. <laughs> Have you been running consistently after the marathon? No. Oh, okay. no. What ha- so I, I was after the marathon, and then I started to incorporate strength training. I was even going to yoga three times a week whoa yeah watch out and running yeah I mean I was running not a lot not far yeah but still it was like yeah um but and then I had to get this thing removed on my back because they thought it was like cancer or something um hashtag Irish whatever anyway (laughs) I always I have look at the dermatologist like every six months to get checked but anyway so they I thought it would be this little thing that they removed. I, I've had them in the past and they, <laughs> I'm not going to be graphic, but I had to get five stitches oh. down the middle of my back and I couldn't do anything for two weeks. Cause like where it was, if I stretch forward oh or if I like lifted or whatever, um, the stitches could have come undone. So, uh, I feel like I'm starting over <laughs> the best feeling. <laughs> when you when you get into a routine and then you're just sidetracked immediately against your will yeah and then you have to start running again your legs just feel like flopping like uncontrollably yeah (laughs) but your hip your hip and stuff is okay now that was fine like immediately uh, probably the next day even so I'm like yeah (laughs) cross the line and it's fine just a weak bitch (laughs) okay well turkey trot not that bad that's 5k I mean you can walk that really I'm gonna wear a costume of course oh yeah I would assume nothing less of you yeah <laughs> and then like after that what do you think I was gonna not do a marathon this year and just run when I want and focus on getting stronger um and doing like my uncomfy challenges mm-hmm. but someone from BAA um slipped my manager a business card Mm. at the new york city stuff and i'm like oh gosh okay well that's like soon too well not soon but it's soon enough i well here's another issue um that you couldn't relate to but you're gonna know what i'm talking about (laughs) if somebody like me got into boston marathon by not qualifying and not doing charity the rage that some people would feel oh i'm i yeah i understand see that yeah so i mean i don't know like i've had though in this day and age like people know that really have you seen what's that website everyone tells me not to go on oh let's run yeah oh that's i hate let's run i say it i say it anytime it gets brought up i hate let's run i'll say it directly into my mic i hate let's run yeah i've never looked at it i know better but I mean that if there's a community of like that, then yeah, there's still people like that. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's fair, I guess. But and can they keep it to themselves? Mm, probably not. No, they need to discuss <laughs> amongst themselves in their dark dungeons on the internet. Right. 
female runners. That's what I feel like they look and sound like. No, literally, that's like what they do. I yeah. wish I could just see a photo of everyone that posts on that website um, or any yeah, hate comment, hit, honestly, in general. If you hit post, it has to snapshot a picture of your face. <laughs> exactly. And, and we don't upload. know. They don't know that it happened. Yeah, it just so. gets sent to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All, all of the people <laughs> looking, but you don't even know that the photo gets taken of you right, ever. Right. Oh my right. gosh, that would be so funny. I would like, I would pay money to see that. Oh, I bet a lot of people would. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that'll be interesting. I mean, if you do end up deciding to do Boston. I mean, it's a long shot, honestly, because I, I have so many hesitations toward it. But I mean, we'll see. Yeah. TBD. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I'll go. I'm going to go through a few listener questions if you have time. Oh, yeah. Okay. How did you and Dan meet? We actually knew each other in high school and I was like way cooler. Just, yeah. Not trying um, to flex. Sheesh. Yeah, but we actually didn't get together until like, I think, when did I graduate? Probably like four years after we graduated high school. Okay. And then you guys just. Were oh, like, sorry. Oh. So he was like, he reached a level of cool that was like acceptable to me. And then I was like, oh, I guess we could date. And Yeah. <laughs> I'm not joking. He was like really dorky in high school. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. They got to grow up a little bit and make like look a little bit better. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Dress a little bit better. Now look at me now. Yeah. You guys are thriving. (laughs) I mean, people are asking for dating advice because you make such a good couple and he seems very supportive. And yeah, Uh, I I actually need dating advice. So if you have any, which I look out for. Dating advice. Oh my gosh. I feel like mine's outdated, but um, I feel like people don't um pay attention to like they get what's that rose colored glasses mm-hmm. or something yeah when you you don't see so like if the other person's really good looking or if they have other things that you value a lot you tend to get like rose colored glasses and you don't see maybe some red flags and mm-hmm. the like you're I don't know and because they're disguised really well yeah so try not to pay too much attention to those things you're like uber interested in about the person and focus more on like I'm gonna find out what's wrong with you oh picking <laughs> <laughs> out the red flags immediately I mean like incorrect and yeah. like having your friends give you honest like feedback because you might be not seeing things clearly and um also what's their relationship with their parents especially their mom like if it's a guy I feel like is very telling how close they are with their family and why um yeah yeah I think that's all I can think of for now but I'm sure I have a lot more no that's good advice though I had a- don't stand for any poop behavior because it'll just get worse <laughs> when you actually date them or like marry them or something. And then that's why people get in these stuck relationships. Yeah, that's good advice. I should have listened to that a couple months ago. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I had a case of the rose colored glasses. If you know Did what you? I mean? Um, yeah, it was not, it was, it was not good. Oh, no. But it's fine. We're back on the streets. So, okay. If anyone listening that doesn't have any red flags and Shout you're out to... and successful, let me know. And you're hot. Let me know. Oh, okay. So you have, you have criteria. No, I don't really have that much. That's is just it, like my... is the six, four, one. 
no no honestly if someone's like my height I'm like 5'11 so that's already okay. like limits the dating pool a little bit for me a um, little bit but it's not like oh you have to be 6'4 I don't no. even know I just like laugh and I say 6'4 because it's okay. like yeah maybe really I or 6'4 but like I just want someone that's nice to me um, what about that guy um oh no I'm gonna look him up right now I interviewed him Oh gosh. And I thought this guy would be very good match for someone that needs someone tall. I'm extremely scared for who you're about to pull up. <laughs> Do you want to guess? No, wait, this was person after the 5k? Yeah, but I don't think I sh- I didn't put the video up yet, I don't think. So oh you my might not gosh. Really tall? Oh, I don't know. I don't just tell me. Okay. Me um Mason Furlick. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Mason Furlick. <laughs> <laughs> he is he's dating someone else um oh man and also i'm i don't think he's really my vibe he's too smart oh, oh he yeah he's like aerospace engineering yeah um i know that because i had to study their bios oh there we go um That's so funny i knew that was like i was like tall i was like okay she's gonna say probably mason for like but i'm gonna wait I, well to me they're all tall like even the tin men tin man elite people guys they were tall to me tall the 10 minute guys like are like five six feet maybe i'm five five four five five okay so i yeah to me i was like everyone was tall except the women and um but i i really wanted to interview mason the next day because i wanted to sketch um a running his race kit for next year and I was going to put like these aerodynamic things that go like off the back of his shorts and off the sides of his head and, but show it to him in like a really serious way. Like <laughs> see what he says, but... like it with a straight face and be like, I know you're, you know, studying uh, aerospace engineering and aerodynamics is like really important in that field. I also know a lot about this. And so I took the liberty of, sketching up what I think your race kit should look like next year to shave off some you know seconds from your 5k time and just like with a straight face show him it and see what he would do but I think he just probably slid out of there before I could get to him he knew what you were plotting I don't blame him (laughs) oh my gosh wait that's so funny I wish I I wish that happened another time I'm sad but another time next time yeah how do you refrain from comparing your times to others um, by not knowing my times, <laughs> I genuinely, I had to look up, um, because people would ask what my time was and I honestly didn't know. So I had to go in my app for the race and look it up. Mm. Um, and, um, also you can always make yourself feel better by knowing Pamela Anderson's, uh, marathon time is 541. Swag. Right right so so yeah and also um how do I not compare I don't know it's just very black and white to me like I am not that person and I don't want to be because they probably did strength training and I didn't want to oh Oh my gosh I think that was the quote of the episode I'm obsessed with that because that's (laughs) that's so funny oh my gosh um okay (laughs) what um my last question is what motivates you um to run or like specifically I don't know to like get out of bed and get after it whatever that may be 
taking care of your kids. Mm, yeah. If I'm really unmotivated, the kids, because they, like I said, they don't care. You just have to get up. So that it like gives you that momentum. Otherwise, I would just not move, I think, on those days. Um, and then running motivation is just, do I want to be sane or do I want to be a puddle of tears? So That's good motivation. Right. I wish I had that. I wish I had that <laughs> where I'm going to mentally spiral if I don't run. Yeah. Or just, or just like fast forwarding after like the decision of I'm not going to run today. And then like, so thinking of how you'll feel at the end of the end of the day and then fast forwarding, if you do run, how you'll feel at the end of the day and comparing those two that, that sometimes helps me too. What? Okay. This is a, this is my last question. What brings you the most like fulfillment, like part of the, um, I guess your job or running or whatever. I think for job like this content creation stuff is definitely meeting people in person and hearing um like a specific account of how my videos affected them um in the Chicago marathon some there were like two that really stuck with me one girl was in her 20s and she got hit by a car and had to have a hip replacement and she like gave up everything she's like well I'm never gonna be able to run a marathon I'm never going to be able to do anything that I wanted to and then she started watching my videos um and realized like oh you can just like have fun you don't have to take it so serious and like meet a certain time and you can run a marathon um if you want and then this other girl she started crying immediately when she saw me and uh, she lost like um an enormous amount of weight I it was some health reason and I can't remember exactly what, but um, she uh, started watching my videos and that got her into running because she used to be like too scared that people would see her running. Because uh, like when you think of runners or you see runners outside, a lot of times they look, as we say, look like runners. Um, so those stories like that, I mean, that is immediately like fulfilling to me. That's great. Yeah. I mean yeah, I've, I'm sure you've helped so many people, especially in the running world. Like, I don't know. Which is hard to grasp with imposter syndrome. And, and that's I mean, I, I agree because people say the same thing to me. Yeah. Like, Right. If you uh -huh. read it in a comment or a DM, like it's still meaningful. But when someone's in front of you and you can like really feel their emotions and I don't know, it's just it's it puts it into perspective. So and then that's also another thing. If a video of mine doesn't do well, but I feel like it's um, helpful in some way, that like one person that kind of needs it is probably going to see it. So that like instantly gets can get you out of your head if you're focusing on views. Yeah, you have a really good head on your shoulders for this career path. I feel like you're Thank you. kind of meant for this because it's hard. It's hard mentally to like deal yeah. with all of it and being in the public eye like I don't know it's difficult so it's yeah cool to see your perspective. thank you yeah I think um I think like at the stage of life I'm in helps yeah you know like you're so much younger and you're just well you're just out of college I feel like I mean not really now it's been four years well um, to me that's just out of college 
yeah I've also like <laughs> I'm very different than four years ago like I also feel mm-hmm. like I'm in a different stage of life than a mm-hmm. lot of people that are on the internet or like whatever influencers are, are very young and it's mm-hmm. a lot harder when you're younger because I feel like yeah. I, I turned 25 and my frontal lobe like fully developed yeah and a lot yeah. of things clicked like genuinely I just like because I used to have like really really like severe body image problems and like body dysmorphia like the same thing mm-hmm. of like I didn't want to go out for a run because I was scared of people seeing me wow. which is funny like looking back where I'm just like right what's going on in my brain like why yeah. was I so scared um but yeah I feel like when I got I've gotten older and I just like don't and same thing with like posting on the internet like I just don't care what I look like like there's just yeah. a lot of things it's freeing. Like, like, yeah it's freeing and I was talking to my sister yesterday and it was like I just am so glad that I'm not in that headspace anymore because it was so incredibly exhausting Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, yeah, just getting older, I guess. Yeah. Exposure therapy of just continuing to do it regardless. Yeah. Of exposure therapy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, yeah, I've taken up so much of your time, so I appreciate I you mean, coming on though. This was fun for me. So thank you. Yeah. Good. I love to hear that. Um, where can people follow you at? Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Dot space dot cadet on TikTok, And then um i'm like i am mrs space cadet on instagram and twitter if that's still a thing yeah apparently now it's i saw something trending r.i.p twitter yesterday so. yeah oh uh, and and um mrs space cadet on youtube yeah i was gonna say don't forget the youtube channel yeah i, got, I gotta remember i'm on youtube yeah there we <laughs> go all right aaron thank you so much for coming on the episode or i guess the podcast again for your second episode um i actually really love this conversation so i'm glad that i had it this morning because it motivated me for the rest of the day truly i'm gonna go for a run right now and it helped me um but to close out the episode can we get a good old peace out fellas peace out fellas thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of commas over cold brew with aaron seriously one of my favorite episodes in a long time and we chatted for like 30 extra minutes afterwards she's just incredible one of my favorite creators especially in the running niche So go give her a follow if you're not already. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram as well, Commas Over Cold Brew Pod, if you want to be up to date or submit listener questions for the episodes. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you guys listen, because I love reading your guys' reviews. It seriously makes my day. So thank you all so much for listening. Happy Thanksgiving again, and I will catch you all next week. Peace out, fellas. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.